Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is podcast episode 49. Um, ben and I are cranking out with a couple today. Uh, we have been, we're coming off of a, a few weeks. What was it, about two weeks we didn't do a podcast for? Mm-hmm. Um, but we did a couple extras that last time, didn't we? So when was the last one posted? A week ago, maybe? Yeah, I think that they're all caught up. Right, but we posted one within a week. Ago. Yeah, yeah. So we, we fell a little bit behind, um, but deer season will do that to you. So we're getting back after it. Um, we've got one week left of, of deer hunting for us. Uh, we're going to be muzzle loading, and then um, that'll kind of wrap it up for us. So we are um, going to get back into trying to be a little more regular with the podcast. But what we have been doing is we've been recording a couple at a time. Um, and then Ben's slowly putting them out as he finishes them up, edits them up. And, um, so we're doing our best to keep up. I want to thank you guys for continuing to support it, um, and sending me messages on it. I've gotten a lot of really nice messages, um, that, that people are, are getting something out of them, um, enjoying them. And so to me, that's, that's more than enough reason to keep doing them. So, um, thank you for that. Now we're, we're, we've moved locations um, we are in our basement today instead of being in the kitchen. Um, baby's upstairs taking a nap or trying to take a nap. And so we just shifted down here. So again, relatively informal. Um, we're going to probably keep it that way. I, I think, um, you know, I, our, our style in general is relatively informal. We don't, we're, we try to keep it, um, candid, I think is a good way of, of saying it. I think especially when it comes with the dog stuff, I think there's a lot of value. I've always thought there's a lot of value in filming it as it happens. Um, We filmed a Bella Be Good today. It didn't go that well. Um, It wasn't bad, but there was plenty of things that weren't good. And I easily felt, I thought about it after, and I thought, you know, I could have spent two or three days with her, kind of sharpening her up, getting her kind of uh, looking really good and starting something new, and we could film that. And then we could have we could have spaced these out, and people would have thought, man, every time he does something, it just goes really good. Um, but it's just not true, and so I don't. I and I, I'm fine with it because I I just don't have a problem with people realizing I run into um, very real situations that don't go that good, especially when it comes to training. So our podcast here, we move it down in the basement. So if it sounds a little bit different, that's all right too. We're doing it with a little bit different um, approach. I'm using my phone. I've got my phone in front of me. I'm reading some questions. I do have the computer here. Um, Ben's got the tripod with the computer with the with the um, camera going because we're going to do our little promo video with it. But um, we are we're basically literally sitting in the basement on the on the couch right now. And I'm looking at my phone and I've got some uh, questions that came through Instagram. We just did we just did one that was about puppies and. Um, breeders and kennels and what we look for and now I've got this one it came through literally it came through this morning so this one's going to be a quick reply back to a gal named Ashley Um, I've got a couple other ones that I've earmarked I've got some on Facebook that I've that I've marked Um, most of them uh, were questions that I replied some of them were questions that I replied back to already but um, a lot of people have sent messages and said might be a good podcast question. Um, I've responded back as best I could, usually right as quickly as I can. Sometimes it takes a few days, but you guys all know that by now that um, it, it does take me a little while to sift through some stuff. But this one is a quick turnaround. Um, I thought it was a fitting one. 
um, especially because we just ran some Black Friday, some Small Business Saturday, and some Cyber Mondays. Like, we ran some deals. Uh, unfortunately, when, by the time this one plays, those will have passed. Um, but she brought she this one brought me up, um, and, and the last one actually touched on some things that um, products-wise through our website... Um, their their questions asking about more information and so I'm going to read you the question we'll get to it and we'll get right into it so she says hi there I came across your YouTube channel about a month ago wanted to say thank you for all the helpful videos my husband and I have a three and a half month old chocolate lab trying to, my best to train her to be a duck dog having all that having said all that I was hoping you'd be into giving any advice or direct me to a video that helps curb the puppy the puppy becoming too bold and cheeky she is starting to become. Uh, so I'm, I'll put this out. So Ashley, who sent this message, is from Canada. And so she said her puppy is becoming bold and cheeky. And I kind of like that. I don't, think people, I don't think people say cheeky very often around here. Uh, I like it. So she says, I'm not too sure if you answer questions through Instagram, as I'm sure you're a busy guy, but I would so much appreciate any advice from you if you have the time. Uh, thanks so much. Hope to hear from you soon. So Ashley sent me this message today. I will be responding to her and letting her know that um, I'll give her probably some information back and then I'll say, I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but uh, I did a podcast on it. So she's going to get a bigger version answer than I probably could thumb out on the messaging. But so let's go back to her question. She's got a three and a half month old puppy. Now, first off, I'm glad she's digging into the YouTube videos. Um, I think Ashley, first off, one of your questions was, are there some videos that I could direct her to, to help her? Um, yes, there are. Now you've started out on YouTube and I think YouTube is an awesome tool that we did not use until about a year ago. Um, we, we used Facebook a lot. We used Instagram, uh, not a ton, but we started using that about a year ago too, probably. Um, but we used Facebook for a while. And we stored a lot of stuff on Facebook because once you posted or filmed or did stuff on there, it seemed to stay. Back up from there, and we, we did training videos. So we did series of videos. Um, way back from there, we did series of videos with Gundog Magazine. So we had a series of Gundog videos. Uh, it was shed hunting, it was tracking, and it was our uh, foundation. Um, and then from there, we, we did our own because we felt like... Um, we thought we could, we thought we could build on them because um, Gundog, our Gundog DVD series followed a very um, a format that was established in 1980. It seemed like it was a long, long time ago when they started making those videos, and we had to fit our video to match theirs. So they were smaller, um, chaptered like um, sections, and and it was real concise and to the point and short and sweet. Um, all the videos were under, you know, most of their videos were under 45 minutes. Mine were pushing that, pushing that hour mark, which was a little bit borderline too long for them. And I always kind of dis was disappointed by it. I was always a little discouraged by it. And I said, man, people bought this video. Like they're not going to care if it's too long. It's not like it's a TV show that you have 30 minutes and 22 minutes of show and eight minutes of commercial. It wasn't like that. And, but I felt like they, they, it was handled that way a little bit. So we decided, uh, we went out and we produced our own videos. So we did a, sh a puppy DVD 
we did a foundation DVD, we did a shed training DVD, um, and we're still in the works of re, you know, revisiting our, our tracking one. Our tracking one is still available through Gundog, um, and we, we have it available as well. But we, so those videos, the value in those are they're sequenced. Um, you know, they're, they're very sequential. Um, they're, I do think that training is building off of the last lesson. And so I do think there's a, a sequence and a series that you have to follow. The tricky part is in the, in the DVDs, so the puppy DVD is three hours long. The foundation DVD is three hours long. Like they're, they're long and there's tons of stuff. What I liked about them was, is we did them with a couple different dogs, the puppy and the foundation. And the reason was because these couple, these couple different dogs were unique. Just like Ashley's puppy that's three and a half months old is unique. Uh, we used a young um, little yellow lab. We used a coon hound mix. We used a black lab. Um, that was for the puppy and the foundation. Um, and then we used a little fox red lab. So we had three labs. We were a little heavy on the labs, but um, they were each different style, uh, different personality. And and we, we by doing the videos that way, we were able to show that. Um, my approach was very similar. My sequence was very similar because it was condensed into this DVD. Now, that's, a, that's like a really informational thing. Um, I think it has a lot of value. The, we've done other things since. And the reason we've done other things since is one of them is called um, Sp Live with Spry. So Live with Spry was a series that we filmed with a little puppy named Spry. She's currently our dog now. She's going to be three in, three in December. Uh, she's got a birthday coming up. But she is a dog that we recorded live on Facebook. And I think we did about 150 of them over the course of about 12 or 13 months. And we basically recorded live what we were doing. And I thought it was really valuable um, because it showed all the mistakes. It showed all the things she did wrong. It showed all the things I did wrong. I shouldn't say she did wrong because I probably did more things wrong than she did. But it was how do you handle those and how do you deal with them? Now, it's very raw and candid. It's me holding on to a crappy iPhone because it was a couple years ago. So the video is not that good. The connection wasn't great. We struggle with our Wi-Fi here. So we had all these hurdles. My, sometimes my battery would die. I mean, it was all sorts of stuff. It's really like Bush League. It's really like kids could have done better in high school putting together this video. But it was the content part of it, the value of the training part, I think was valuable. So that's a really good one, Ashley, um, that the problem with it or the, the, the struggle with it maybe is it's a ton of hours I mean, it's, it's, I would guess it's 150 to 200 hours worth of information. Um, the great part about it was because we did it live, we got this following that watched it live with us almost daily or every other day or whenever we filmed them. And then they had the opportunity to interject questions. So they would, we'd go off on tangents where they'd start asking questions about their dog. And then I'd go into answering those. So it turned into this real live chat thing. Um, so that's a good tool. Now, that's on YouTube. You're on YouTube already. Dogbone Hunter is our YouTube channel. So I would definitely check out that. One that we're doing right now, Ashley, and at three, you got a puppet that's three and a half months old. 
it will fit probably better is Bella Be Good. Bella Be Good is a series that we just started. Bella is a puppy right now that is going to turn nine months um, in about a week. But when we started training her, she was about 13 or 14 weeks, I believe. So a little bit younger than what you've got right now for dog, but not by much. And we started filming her and documenting her training. It's not edited, but it is much nicer. It's not live. So it's not me holding onto a phone. It's Ben filming me, but it's unedited. So you're going to see everything that happens. Um, The sequence will be her sequence. Not the same sequence that Spry was. Not the same sequence that any of these other dogs were in the videos. Because they all have their own little unique path. Um, And so Bella's is Bella's path. But it just looks a lot nicer. Because Ben did a lot nicer job of of putting a little intro into it. Putting a close to it. Uh, His shots are better. We're mic'd up so the audio is better. So it's a little bit. It's just a step further than what we did with Live with Spry. So that's another good resource for you. So you got the DVDs series, which is all Dogbone series. Those are on our website, dogbonehunter.com. Then you got the YouTube channel. So it's Bella Be Good, and it's Live with Spry. Now there's a ton of other stuff on there that are going to be bits and pieces that I've done with a bazillion different dogs over the years. Um, There's also some seminars. I think that would be probably a pretty valuable tool. We've done a lot of seminars and we've recorded them. <clears throat> Some of them are lot done live, similar to Live with Spry. Some of them Ben have, Ben has filmed and edited a little bit for us. So um, there's a lot of different seminars that probably would bring some value to you as well. Now let's talk specifically three and a half months old. So you're talking like 20 weeks probably, and no, three and a half months old would be 12, 16 weeks. So you're really you're 14 weeks. You're really close actually, Ashley, to where. Um, yeah, you're really close to where, where Bella was when she came home. So that's a really good spot for you to start. But you bring up the idea, and it's not surprising to me. I always talk about, usually I bring a puppy home when they're about seven or eight weeks old, and it's really easy sailing. Like, it's it's smooth sailing until these puppies hit about 10, 12, 14 weeks. It's right where you're at right now. So they become, all of a sudden cheeky as you say i don't know what cheeky really means but they're they become a little sassy and i think we're on we're talking the same language they become so bold and confident that they go i don't know that i always have to be with you up until that point they always want to be with us they're they're the sweetest they're just they're 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 so non-independent they become super dependent on us follow us around become really responsive it's a lot like it's almost like i shouldn't say it's a lot like but um i've got a son that just turned 18 and up until he was about 12 or 13 uh he didn't want to do anything but hang out with dad and it made me feel really good and then all of a sudden dad wasn't the coolest thing in the world anymore and he decided he wanted to go be with his friends he wanted to go play with his teams and he wanted to go do this and I was devastated because I went, what happened? Well, nothing really happened. He just grew up. And he grew up to the point where his world didn't revolve. I wasn't the center, the pinnacle of his life. He had other things and interests that came up. And he had a little bit more maturity where he grew up a little bit and was able to kind of be handed some responsibility. Well, all, the combination of all these things, all of a sudden now... 
He's doing his own thing. Well, your puppy, you were the, the, the best. You were the most interesting. You were the safest. You were the thing that that puppy looked to and trusted and needed. And now all of a sudden the dog has gotten to the point where they're fast. They can get away from us. I mean, it used to be if the little puppy was doing something wrong, I'd reach over and pick it up. And now if I reach over to pick it up, it runs and it gets away from me and I can't catch it. And that little puppy goes, this is a lot of fun. If I do this, they'll chase me. And so you got to understand, Ashley, right now that it's a real important time in your, do- in your dog's life, your puppy's life, to understand that it cannot get away with all this freedom. It cannot get away with doing whatever it wants to do. It cannot get away with being a hellion and you getting upset about it because they look at that and go, ah, oh, this is great. I've turned this into a fun game. And what happens is, is as you get more and more upset with it, and, and I'm not saying maybe, maybe you don't, but this is how I would handle it. I would get more and more upset with it. And as I get more, more and more upset, I start to break down some of that trust that has been built because they go, now they're scared shitless of me. Now, now they think I'm a bully. And so, and it's not that I need to be or want to be. It's because I lose my cool. And so patience is a real, real important part of raising a dog. Um, so what I, what I say is at three and a half months, you've gotten to that point. So now what you need to do is take away some of the opportunity and freedoms that they have. So that could be putting the puppy on a lead. Um, so three and a half months, uh, any advice directly to curb the puppy to become too bold and cheeky, take away the freedom. You're going to go outside and the dog's going to run away from you. Put the dog on a lead. And so that means you're going to have to start doing some lead work because you don't want to introduce a lead in a situation like that. You want to introduce the lead in a more controlled scenario and you're going to start incorporating it and building it in. Um, Up to this point, Ashley, I hope you've been doing some things to settle the dog in at feeding times. Feeding times are absolutely the best time to get a lot of good training in. So watch Bella Be Good. Watch Live with Spry. You're going to see some of the things that we do to prep and set our dogs up when they're young like this and get them get them to understand that they need to be patient, they need to be calm, they get rewarded for that. Those are all things that create this culture of the dog looking to us as the leader. Um, at night, place training. I don't know if you're place training or not, but place training is one of the best things you can do at 12 weeks old, 13 weeks old. You got a three and a half month old at 14 weeks old. Place training should be there. If it isn't, start it now. Place training, you get yourself a good place training cot. We sell some on our website. You can get similar ones. I like ours because I like our style because they don't get chewed up. They don't get wrecked. Um, you can get them a lot cheaper, uh, but you can buy five of them by the time the dog's a year. It's just, I see it all the time. But get one that's elevated. Get one that is not a soft pillow. Get one that is a clear, defined black and white. You step off, I correct. And then you start in on training that place training. We've got a whole chapter on place training in the puppy DVD because it's that important. But what place training does is it extends the control. So now you're taking away. I talked about taking away some of the freedoms. You're taking away the opportunities. It's it's not like you're taking away freedoms like as punishment. You're taking away freedoms to ensure that they set up set themselves up to be successful and not fail. That's how we have to look at it. So if you don't allow the dog to free run through the house, they don't get out of control. They don't wreck stuff. They don't run away from you. They don't, all these bad habits that get formed don't have the opportunity to form. 
What does happen is the idea that the dog sits still and quiet and patient, has to wait. Boy, those are nice things. Uh, now, it doesn't happen automatic. You're going to go through this roller coaster where the dog's going to test you, jump off the place. Then you're going to put it back up. He's going to jump off and you put it back up until it understands the timing needs to be there. You need to be there with your timing to correct them at the right moment with enough correction and force. And I say force relatively loosely. You're not hurting the dog, but you're correcting firm. And you're, that dog understands there's a change in the change in behavior. Does And then all of a sudden, your praise is just as quick and just as firm as your correction was. And then the dog goes, oh, that's what she wants me to do. And when they know what they want, when they know what you want them to do, 99% of the time they're going to do it because they're wired to make you happy. And so we get these ideas that we humanize these dogs and we think that they're, they're cartoon characters and we think that they do things just to get the mom and dad mad. No, they don't. They want to make you happy. And if they don't understand what they're supposed to do, they won't make the right decision. But if we're clear enough with them and have them understanding what they are supposed to do, what we need them doing, they will make the right decision. It happens it, 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 time and time and time again. They're wired to please us. So it's one of the really nice parts about having dogs is that's, that's in them. It's completely what they're built to do. So those are things that I definitely think at three and a half months, the beauty of three and a half months is, man, you've got a, you've got a blank slate. You've got this little piece of clay that you can mold into whatever you want. What you have to realize is leadership has to be established really early. And that doesn't mean bully. That means respect. That means that the dog has to respect you. You should respect it. And there's this mutual development of trust that has to happen. And when it does, that's when you can build off of your relationship with them and you can do just about anything with them. The problem is, is if you don't show them a good leader, they're wired to turn into a leader. Like that's just, that's the evolution of the, the dog. The pack animal looks for the leader, follows the leader. If there is no leader, they have to become a leader. And so in your pack, so this, and you've got mentioned in here, your husband, you, you too have to be on the same page with this. So I wouldn't, I think it's real important that everyone is involved and everyone is consistent. Consistency is really important in training. It's also really important throughout the house. There can't be two sets of rules. It can't be, it's a lot like kids. Kids can't get away with something with dad and they can't get away with it with mom. It's not fair to the kids because the kids get caught in the middle. So the set of rules has to be the same and it's got to be black and white. And if you can do that, the dog will thrive. And if you can do it and the dog thrives, you're really going to enjoy the dog. And I think there's something that's really important that was said to me um, by a, a trainer that I have a lot, a lot of respect for. Um, I really look up to him. Um, he's a, a guy over in England, actually. And he said to me, I was talking with him. I'm training a puppy out of his kennel, uh, out of one of his sires right now. We were messaging back and forth about the dog. And I, I was explaining to him how well she was doing with this, this, and this. And, and she struggled with this a little bit, but this, this, and this. And, and he messaged me back and he said, you, re you know the reason why you're doing so well, why things are going so well, is because you're enjoying it. He said, and that's half the battle. If you enjoy it, you'll work with them more. I believe that completely. If you enjoy that, you will work with them more. And if you work with them more, you'll get more done. If you despise that little dog, if you get to the point where you're holding grudges against that little dog, you're, gonna, you're not going to go work with it. 
And if you don't go work with it, it won't get any better. And if it doesn't get any better, you're going to be even more divisive between you and it. It's a real slippery slope both ways. It's contagious. If things go well, they go better. They continue to get better. If they don't go well and you, and you run into these little bumps at three and a half months old, you start to build up walls between each other. And then all of a sudden, we're not working together anymore. And that's when you run into problems. Because that three and a half month old right now doesn't look anything like it did when it got to you at seven weeks. And trust me, in another two months, when it's five and a half months old, when it's six months old, when it's seven months old, it's going to look like a completely different dog than it does today. And so it's it's going to happen like that. It's going to happen in the blink of an eye. And so you just got to be real proactive with it. And you got to get going with it. Um, and, and, and you got to... You got to be real assertive. I think sometimes we we try to dance around things in life. Uh, with puppies, you can't. You don't have to be delicate and softly work around the edges. Just be assertive. When there's a problem, nip it in the bud. When it does something well, be just as quick to, to, to tell it how well it did as you are to tell it how bad it did. When you correct, correct quick, sharp, and crisp. When you praise, be quick, sharp, and crisp. It makes it easier for the dog to understand. So, Ashley, I'm going to send you a message here. Uh, you got yourself a podcast out of it. Uh, Hannah, I think, was our last one. She had a question that came through Instagram. She got herself a podcast. So uh, for anybody who's listening and goes, man, I'd, I'd like to get myself a podcast, uh, send a question, uh, and, and we may end up doing it. Um, I think they're valuable because to do it this way because... Ashley is not the first person to have a three and a half month old that's getting cheeky. And so all you other people, thank you, Ashley, for asking because the other people that have the same issue are going, man, I'm really glad she asked that question. What about this? I've got this question because if Tom has a question, so does John. He's got the same one. And if John does, so does Samantha. And it's just a million. We're all in the same boat together. I go have gone through a lot of it because just because of the number of dogs and the number of years and and i have asked more questions than any of you guys have ever asked me of other people so i i just think uh if we can do if we can use this um to help that many more people that's the way that's this is this is why i like these because I can't train everybody's dogs. I, my goal with all of this is to help as many people as I can with their dogs. It's, it's just been my goal. And so, but I've also come to a realization, I can't train that many dogs. Uh, I, I physically can't do it. The quality won't be there. I, I, it's, one of, it's part of our business that we just won't scale. We can't feasibly do it. But what I can do is help as many people as possible train their dogs. And, but but I can't do the work, and it almost is the it's the nice part because what I do is I get commitment out of people. If I can help you, but you have to do the work, and you don't do it, I don't feel bad because I did everything I could. But if I if it's all on me, and you don't have to do anything, you have no commitment into it. You have no skin in the game. Ashley's got skin in the game. She's got a three and a half month old dog that she is training and working with. If she doesn't do, if you don't do it, Ashley, I, it's not my fault. If you do it, you know how much more enjoyment you're going to get out of it than me doing it? You know how much better the connection is going to be between 
your three and a half month old lab and you way better. And I am going to be able to go, man, I was able to help her. And at the same time, I was able to help Tim and Tom and John and Amanda and Samantha because they have three and a half month old cheeky puppies as well. I can't, I can't say cheeky enough in this conversation, but so that, that's, that, uh, that was perfect. And I thank you for it. I'll be sending you a message. Um, you know what we should do? We're going to start it and, and Hannah's going to get it too. Hannah is going to get one. I'm going to send her a message. Ashley's going to get it. Uh, and going forward, when we get questions like this that we're going to use for podcasts, we're going to send the person something. A t-shirt. I did it. Project Upland does this. Project mm-hmm. Upland is a podcast that they, if you contribute, I think theirs is you got to contribute somehow to the podcast. That means you got to leave them a review. you got to leave them a rating, which I'd love it if you guys did that as well. But review a rating or some other measurable thing that they, they, they shared it or something on there, shared it on social media or whatever it was. But then they, they pick a winner every week. Um, instead, what we should, what we're going to do, and, and I, and I did it. They gave me a t-shirt because mm-hmm. it, it was awesome. I love it. Uh, but what we're going to do is, and they're not all going to be questions, but when we do select a question as a podcast, that person's going to get a t-shirt. So we'll, we'll uh, so Ashley and Hannah, you guys start the trend tonight, and or today, and I will send you guys messages. Okay. Yep. And that's just more work for Dan to ship out, but that's all right. Not my it's, job. It's well worth it. It's not Ben's job. It's not <laughs> my job. It's old Danny's job. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, it segues nicely into if you'd be willing to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. Um, it, it really, the message is back. Anything you guys can do to help support us that way, it truly gives us a push. Um, and sometimes that's just what we need. Sometimes that's what you guys need is a push from me. Sometimes that's what I need is a push from you. So thank you for that. Uh, keep listening, uh, share it with someone that you think might ha- find some value in it. That's another great way that we can help grow this thing. So thank you again. And we'll talk with you soon.